You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome in, everybody, to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Madjuke, and you can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosher, on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Give the show a follow at Lockdown Dynasty and hit that subscribe button. Leave those five-star reviews wherever you listen to your fantasy football podcast. We hope we bring you to a dynasty championship this year. We are talking third-year wide receivers today. In case you missed Monday's show, we talked about third-year running backs who has the biggest potential maybe for a breakout. And that's what we're going to we're gonna be talking about for the wide receivers today, Marcus. Who are you most excited to talk about? Because you tweeted out <laughs> you're giving away the farm here. I don't love any of these guys, Kate. I think that's going to be the biggest takeaway here. There's one guy I think is worth trying to go out and get. The other three that we're going to talk about are a, a little rough. Yeah. Um, uh, should we start like from the bottom up? Uh, let's, sure. Let's sure. start from the least potential to the most potential. I want to start with Jalen Hurd because this is the guy that's been dominating <laughs> your Twitter feed. Sure. He is currently being drafted as the wide receiver 102 in Dynasty Startups. 25 years old, 6'5", 226. He was drafted in the third round of the 2019 draft. But Marcus, as you pointed out so wisely, he has yet to play an NFL snap. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't get why people value Jalen Hurd so much now. I just let's kind of tell the story of Jalen Hurd, right? This is a, a former running back at Tennessee who transferred to Baylor and became a wide receiver because he thought he had the potential to make it as a receiver at 6'4", 220. He played 12 games at Baylor, caught four, excuse me, 68 passes for 900 yards and four touchdowns. And then the 49ers go up and get him in the third round of the 2019 draft. And since then, he's had multiple significant injuries, including a back injury. But here's the thing, Kate. This is the total amount of yards Jalen Hurd has accumulated since the end of uh, the 2015 season. So in 2016, 500. 2017, zero. 2018, 1100. A good, a good season at Baylor. 2019, zero. 2020, zero. So in three of the last five years, he has zero total yards. At that's some not, point, that's not a lot of yards. That's it's not a lot of yards. At some point. I just got a question if you're ever going to get out of the field, right? And I I know the potential's there because he is really good after the catch. But this is somebody who's 25 years old, who is already behind Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. And I don't understand what's the appeal here. And still, Kate, people are valuing him at a, a fairly decent price. Like, uh, according to Dynasty League Football, these are some recent trades for Preston, or excuse me, for Jalen Hurd. Preston Williams straight up, a 2021 third-round pick, a 2022 third-round pick, Marvin Jones. So, like, you're getting a somewhat useful asset for a guy that has never taken a snap in the NFL in two seasons. I don't get it. Yeah, that's um, – I mean, you talk about guys who, you know, like Joe Mixon, and you talk about his ability to stay healthy, and you question that. But, I mean, literally, we haven't been able to see Jalen Hurd play professional football because he has not been able to stay healthy on top and, of that he's only played the position one year in his career right that that final season at Baylor and he was fine 
but it's not like the Baylor offense is the most, you know, complicated spot for a receiver. Like we've seen plenty of guys come from that Baylor system and struggle in the NFL. Yeah, I'm I'm completely out on Jalen Hurd. I mean, even like from a, an analytical standpoint, there's just not a ton of of upside. I think what people see when they look at Jalen Hurd, of course, yes, he's got the size, which is fantastic. You like a really tall wide receiver. Sure. You ran a four six four, which I mean doesn't sound great, but it shows you he has a nice size adjusted speed. Yep, sure. Outside of that though what are like what is the goal because we just saw them draft first round wide receiver brandon Ayuk. he's obviously mm-hmm. going to get the lion's share of uh you know the wider receiver targets you have debo samuel you have george kittle who's effectively the wide receiver one the goal in dynasty fantasy football is to buy low and hope that you see some progression there's no trajectory that i can comprehend for jalen hurd that would give him long-term value in the NFL period. No, I mean, I think the hope is that you know, he shows that he can at least get on the field this year. And then we're already talking about a guy who is at almost at the end of his rookie contract with the 49ers. So, and this would effectively be his uh, like quote unquote rookie season. What do we <laughs> usually expect for rookie wide receivers? He, I, I mean, there's nothing, nothing, nothing that I can see. That makes me want him. Let's take a quick break, and then when we get back, we'll get into some other wide receivers that may not be at the top of our list but have shown some upside for your fantasy football leagues. We will be right back. Wanted to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit all you have to do is use the promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts welcome back into the locked on dynasty football podcast we are talking third year wide receivers today and who has the potential to break out who is actually worth buying in your dynasty leagues there is one name that i think uh, we we often leave off of the third-year receiver list just because he hasn't been a, uh, you know, he wasn't a a staple in our dynasty startup rosters or our rookie drafts, Jalen Guyton. Mm. I I think he's a a very interesting prospect, played two seasons with North Texas, 6'1", 210 pounds, ran a 4.39 at his pro day, 4.44 at the NFL Combine. Tests pretty well overall. Um, He's got the agility. He's got the catch radius. But what what do we do with Jalen Guyton? Because mm. he is now paired up with, uh, you know, a, a record-breaking quarterback who I, I think we are going to see a really nice upward trajectory for. You have 511 receiving yards last year. It was his second season, but didn't play much in his rookie season, just 18 total snaps. He was active three games. But I will say... For all of the mm-hmm. uh, potential upside that we saw with uh, Jalen Guyton and and you know what he could potentially do in this offense, he was PFF's worst graded wide receiver nice. in nice. that system last season. 
Let's listen to uh, let's let's look look at overall what what that team accomplished. Uh, you you had Justin Herbert, like I said, breaking rookie records. But looking at uh, you know certain measurements that we can look at that might project some long term success yards per route run. 0.88 yards per route run. Keenan Allen, for example, 1.9 yards per route run. Mike Williams, who hasn't, you know, even historically been super, um, you know, he's not a big target guy. 1.56 yards per route run. We did, the only real category where we saw him see some success was yards after the catch, but uh, contested catch rate last season 22 percent yikes that I, I don't want that i don't like that at all uh one of the lowest passer ratings when targeted in that offense are you buying into jalen guyton at all at his <clears throat> his value even within just a very productive offense so i, I do want to say just really quickly i'm a little biased here because jalen guyton was somebody who the cowboys actually assigned as an undrafted free agent and I got to see him up close uh, during the preseason, and he was very, very good for the Cowboys in the 2019 preseason. He didn't make their active roster, and the Chargers eventually grabbed him. Uh, so he's always been somebody I've been intrigued by, but I do have a hard time believing that this is somebody who's going to have sustained fantasy value. So the yards per catch are absolutely ridiculous, like 18.3. Um, I think last year they really needed him because Mike Williams was banged up. Keenan Allen missed some time and they just didn't really have that third option. Well, now they do, right? Like Keenan Allen's back. Mike Williams is back. They drafted Josh Palmer in the third round. I think the top three are going to be pretty clear cut here. Last season, he had five, even when he was playing, he had five games of fewer than 10 yards. Uh, he just had too many games where he just was, wasn't a factor at all. I think his destiny is like to be a really good fourth or fifth receiver for a team. You know, somebody who can, you know, stretch the field and maybe every four or five weeks he hits a big play. That's just not somebody you want for your fantasy team. I kind of compare him to like Bryce Butler, another former Dallas Cowboy that, you know, at times could could flash and could pop, but somebody that's whose upside's probably not there. I just I just don't see Jalen Guyton never becoming a team's even number two receiver. I just don't envision that happening. And worth noting, I mean, we have actually heard some nice things about Jalen Guyton through OTAs. Um, but, I mean, we've also heard a lot of hype coming out about Mike Williams and how he's going to be utilized so heavily there. And I think we're forgetting that we still have Austin Eckler there, who is a huge problem for Jalen mm-hmm. Guyton to acquire any sort of notable target share. Um There's just not enough targets for Jalen Guyton to consistently get enough to be fantasy relevant, right? Absolutely not. Uh, Let's go back. This is is a throwback. We're going to move on here. I want to move on to the guy that broke all of our hearts. Uh, Not my heart, because I didn't draft him as highly as most did. Because I I feel like I sniffed this one coming. Nikhil Harry, Dynasty. uh, Mm. Former Dynasty darling was at times being drafted as the number one wide receiver in rookie drafts in 2019. He has Mm. come up with uh, very, very limited production in 21 active games, has had just 414 receiving yards, four total touchdowns. He's got the first round draft capital, but outside of, of draft capital, I think, uh, 
we we have no real reason to be buying into Nikhil Harry. He's a he's an analytics bust. Mm. Mm. All right. So this is the one guy that I'm a little excited about, Kate, and you might be surprised. So uh, first and foremost, you mentioned uh, that he was the wide receiver one during his draft. Uh, he actually, in June of 2019, he had a startup ADP of 42, which is just absolutely insane to think about it now. That gives me a stomachache. I have a stomach <laughs> Yeah, that does not seem wise. However, I do think there are some signs that he could potentially be a useful player. So in the final eight games, which he was active for all of them, he was kind of over some of the nagging injuries. He played at least 49% of the snaps in every single one of those games. So when he was healthy, he was basically a full-time starter. There's only one of those games where he dropped below 60% of the snaps. So he did play. He actually wasn't terrible in the first three games of the season with Cam. And remember, Cam got COVID in week four uh, when they went to go play the Kansas City Chiefs. But in those three games, he averaged 50 yards per game. I know that's not fantastic. It's not what you want from a first-round pick. But he was somewhat competent when Cam played early in the season. Uh, He's still only 23 years old. I did see a report from uh, Jeff Darlington that uh, he did get a little banged up in the OTAs and he had to leave a practice but it did seem like he was building some positive momentum in some OTAs. The other thing is there's just not a lot of wide receivers to love in New England. I mean, there's Jacoby Myers and there's Nelson Aguilar, but I feel like Aguilar is just a just a deep ball guy. Jacoby Myers does all the stuff in the middle of the field, and Nikhil Harry is this big outside jump ball receiver. So I do think there's a role for Harry to, to, to thrive, but is he fantasy relevant? Probably not, but if I had to bet on which one of these four guys has, let's say, 700 yards this year and five touchdowns, I think Nikhil Harry could do it. See, I think when we're looking at Nikhil Harry, I had mentioned he is sort of a an analytics darling, if you will. College denominator rating in the 89th percentile, college target share 93rd percentile, mm-hmm. breakout age 18.7. That is fantastic. But let's look at the offense that he was a product of, right? He he did not uh, dominate among, like, in Alabama offense. He was at Arizona State where he had very little competition. Uh, obviously, in his, his senior season, Brandon Ayuk came in, uh, and that was his first year within the offense, started mm-hmm. to expand that role and, you know, eventually took over before being drafted. But, I mean, outside of Nikhil Harry in his, his sophomore season – who was he? Who did they have to throw to? Uh, they had Kyle Williams. Kyle Williams. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. I like. I don't know Kyle Williams. That might be my account. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, it could be your mom's account and your brother's account. Like <laughs> Kyle Williams, uh, yeah. the most yeah. generic uh, name I will say in <laughs> in football in all of the country, I think. But I mean. Yeah, it's a lot easier to dominate your offense and and meet all of that criteria when you are the de facto and default option because there is nothing else. Yeah, I mean, obviously the playing at Arizona State does raise a little bit of, you know, some of the eyebrows, but again, I think the expectations are so low for Nikhila Harry now that like I think most people assume he's not even going to make the New England roster. And I just don't think that's the case. I just don't think they have anybody on the roster that's like him. 
it does seem like he got better in the second half of the season, despite the quarterback play being awful. So I, I, I'm, again, I'm not trading any real asset for Nikhil Harry, but if I see him on my waiver wires and I want to pick him up and stash him, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world because I do think he's got the height, weight, speed that we want, and he's in an offense that doesn't have a lot of you know passing targets. Why not? My concern, I think, um, and and why I am uh, in any league that I actually have him, uh, I'm looking to move on because we already saw what he did in a season where, again, there were no other options, and he uh, he still didn't emerge as the default guy. Uh, we saw Jacoby Myers take over that role, and he wasn't a particularly efficient receiver uh didn't score touched it like this was just like the there should have been an easier pathway for him to become more relevant last season and he wasn't able to do so and i find that concerning all right kate so i've got some trades up here from dynasty league football let's say you are the Nikhil harry owner i want you to tell me if you would turn down these offers right uh here's one a 2022 second round pick uh no i would take that all day okay Kellen Mond, if you're in a super flex league. Uh, I mean, that's closer because I think they're both uh, heaps of garbage. But I guess at that <laughs> point, I would maybe um, buy into uh, the draft capital, hold out for something else uh, and and take Nikhil Harry. But I'm still looking to move on. I'm going to try to find the guy in my league that does want to offer me a second because I think that's very generous. Okay. Uh, there's actually a lot of those trades right now on there. Um, I'll give you a, a couple other ones. Van Jefferson, a second-round pick from from the Rams last year, kind of buried in that depth chart. Would you rather have Nikhil Harry or Van Jefferson? I would rather have Van Jefferson at this point. He's even he's older than what Nikhil Harry is, and just far less athletic. And but you know what, Nikhil Harry, I think. I, I do. All of my concerns come from the fact that, I mean, he's been a he's been a very poor separator, um, which could or could not be an issue depending on uh, who's under center for the Patriots. Sure. We don't totally know about that situation. Um, obviously, you know, I do think if they get Mac Jones in there, that's an upgrade at quarterback. But we've seen Cam Newton be able to produce fantasy receivers. So I don't think Cam Newton was all of the problem last season. He was part of the problem. Part of the problem. Yeah. He was I part agree. of the problem, but not all of the problem. And I think the other half of the problem might have been uh, the receiving core, like uh, with the likes of Nikhil Harry. Let's take another break. And when we get back, I want to talk about my favorite, who I saved for last on the show sheet. Uh, we will be right back to talk more third year wide receivers. Are you ready to try the best tasting protein bar ever? Look no further than Built Bar. Built Bars are soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, and they are great for the health conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat with a low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber option with Built Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and six delicious new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, my favorite, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. They've got a flavor for whatever you might be craving. Right now, Built Bar is offering our listeners 20% off of your next order using promo code LOCKEDON. Go check out BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, for 20% off your next order. 
Start off this new year right and let's go ahead and get fit together. And what better way to do so than indulging in a delicious and healthy treat? BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We're talking third-year wide receivers. We just talked about Marcus's absolute favorite, which <laughs> I was surprised. I thought we were going to be in line for the same opinion here, uh, Nikhil yeah. Harry. You're a little pumped about Nikhil Harry. I Really quick before we move on to the next guy, what is the highest uh, draft pick you would be willing to send the Nikhil Harry manager for Nikhil Harry? Yeah, I think it's a third round pick. I think that's kind of the 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 right spot. Uh, I was gonna say there there's obviously people out there that are higher on Nikhil Harry than I am because I'm seeing some ridiculous trades. The most ridiculous one, Kate, Adam Thielen straight up for Nikhil Harry. What? That might be like Nikhil Harry's brother trading for him. That's the only way that makes sense, right? Holy smokes! Okay. <laughs> so again, there are people. Well, this, this is a good for that manager who just stole Adam Thielen. In their dynasty startups, um, well, this, is a, this is a good tool, though, right? For my favorite person, it's Paris Campbell, uh, yeah. Paris Campbell, yeah. wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, six foot, 205 pounds. He is uh, an absolute gem. We want to talk about uh, potential and and an analytics darling. He has a 431 40 yard dash at breakout age of 18.1. Mm-mm-mm. He's got the draft capital. He's a second round pick, but yes, he has not quite broken out, has not stayed healthy in his first season, first two seasons with the Indianapolis Colts has just played nine total games, produced 24 catches, 198 yards and one touchdown, but just got what I perceive to be a, a nice upgrade at quarterback. And you know what? Like when I'm looking for the potential to break out, uh, if he can stay on the field, I, I think that, you know, we have to we're, we're still awaiting the retirement of T.Y. Hilton. But sure. there's going to be room for somebody to emerge in this offense in their first game of the season. Uh, it was effectively the only game he technically played last season. Uh, technically, he played two, but the the second game he played just three uh, percent of offensive snaps. So we're disregarding that. Uh, week one against Jacksonville had six catches, 71 yards, no touchdowns. But I, I like that coming out of the gate. Why why isn't Paris Campbell your guy? Because I think I look at him, I see athleticism. I see, uh, you know, the the right mold for a wide receiver. But I also see opportunity here. And I feel like Paris Campbell is maybe the guy we're not talking about enough. <clears throat> All right. So obviously we could start with the injuries, right? Only playing nine games is a bit of a concern. Um, but then I think there's other concerns that we need to talk about. I, my concern is that he's more so just a gadget player than an actual receiver, right? He's got a very low a dot, uh, throughout his entire career. If you combine his college and NFL career, he's actually averaging well under 12 yards of reception, uh, which is not great for a player of his speed. He was a senior breakout, right? Like he basically did nothing in the first three years at Ohio State. Um, I, I just think in that offense, you have Michael Pittman, who's going to be the outside receiver this year. He's going to gobble up the touchdowns. T.Y. Hilton is going to make plays down the field. And it's Paris Campbell going to be doing everything within five, six yards of the line of scrimmage. 
I think he needs to get a, a lot of volume in order to be fantasy relevant. And with that team wanting to run the ball as much as they do, I just don't see it. Then again, on top of the fact that he hasn't been able to stay healthy, I think this is a player right now whose draft capital gives him a higher perceived value than what his actual value is. I, I, I just, I like Paris Campbell as a prospect. I just don't see him being a fantasy relevant player. So are you saying right now to my face via Skype that you believe Paris Campbell has a lower chance at breakout at a breakout than Nikhil Harry? Probably. And I think this is, here's the thing, Kate, I actually have more faith that Paris Campbell is going to be a functional, competent NFL player. Because I do think what he does is very good. Like, I think he's very good at the underneath stuff. I just don't see that ever translating into somebody we want into our starting lineups. I think there's only like a 3% chance that Nikhil Harry ever hits his ceiling. But if he does, that's somebody that we're going to want in our lineups because he does make plays down the field. He can win in the red zone. But I don't envision that happening either. All right. All right. I, guys, I want to hear uh, who, who are you taking – out of these two because I don't think you're buying into Jalen Hurd if you've listened to enough of this podcast uh, who would you rather have Paris Campbell or Nikhil Harry say you have uh, a second round pick and you have to trade that second round pick for one of these guys I want to know who it would be um, some recent trades with Paris Campbell uh, we had Paris Campbell straight up for Tony Pollard thoughts Oh, Pollard all day. I'll give you another one. I saw Paris Campbell for Raheem Mostart straight up, and that one, that's easily Mostart for me. Really? Okay. No, not even uh, close. See, I, I look at that. I see uh, Campbell having the uh, potential within the offense, uh, also having the youth. I, he's still athletic. He's not Raheem Mostert. But um, how about this one? Chris Carson and Paris Campbell for Cortland Sutton and Gabriel Davis. I think I take the Campbell Carson side just because I do like Carson quite a bit. I would as well. I think Carson's one of the most underrated dynasty assets right now I agree. in terms of uh, what value he can bring to right now. Obviously, the uh, you know the Seahawks are going to utilize him heavily enough because they didn't really sign a deal for him to be there long term, despite uh, his his two year contract. It's officially effectively a uh, a one year deal, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, yep. Give me give me the Chris Carson side. Give me the, you know, the upside of Paris Campbell and the potential if he does stay healthy to do really exciting things in the Indianapolis Colts offense with their, uh, you know, upgrade, huge upgrade, a quarterback. Apparently, I'm a big Carson hmm. Wentz fan. And Apparently, show. news to me. <laughs> you know what? I actually think he can be uh, he might be one of the more underrated assets coming into this season and maybe that's for a different podcast mm. but everybody thank you for listening to today's show let us know who you're buying at locked on dynasty you could follow me kate at ff ball blast and of course follow marcus at marcus underscore Mosier. we will see you guys monday